Welcome to She Said Let's, where we usually chat the highs and lows of the business of film and TV, shine a light on women who've empowered us, and dish on plot twists in our lives that we just had to say let's to. However, in today's episode, we'll be doing a little bit of that, but if you're not tuning into the video, you are stuck with just us today. Why, you ask? Well, because, okay, as you know, it's International Women's Month, ladies. So seeing how we both identify as women, uh, we'll be focusing on the ladies today. So apparently I did a little bit of digging on this and it used to be a week instead of a month but honestly who the hell decides these things you know i know like uh, it's all year at she said let's it is all year at she said let's we're gonna keep the fucking party going we're getting it we're just getting it started even yeah. though it's halfway through the month but that's okay yeah nobody needs to know no so also to note you may be thinking but hannah okay i listen to the pod all the time and didn't you just do Valentine's day and to that, we say, yes, we did. But Valentine's Day is all about relationships, whether they be platonic or romantic. Way different than these individuals we are going to highlight today. So get your goddamn snacks and your glass of rosé. Yeah, drink that rosé, girly, yeah, as I take a sip. Um, so we are back with a crass segment we like to call She's, She's a, a Bitch. bitch. As we've spoke about before, bitch is a term of endearment that Han and I use regularly. However, people have used it as a derogatory term for people, no matter the sex, for some time. And the definition of bitch, if you don't know, is a spiteful, unpleasant, or disliked woman. So she's a bitch is a segment where we discuss a female identifying character in film and TV that people find unlikable. And the reasons why we don't find her to be as unlikable as others may perceive. Yes, and today we're talking about all the bitches that we love. I feel like I'm going to get some hate for some of the ones that I wrote down. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't even know. I haven't even read her, so I have no idea what she I haven't read is. yours either, and oh. you did yours before mine. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm going to just kick us right off here. And my first person is Aya Cash as Gretchen Cutler in You're the Worst. Um, Aya notoriously plays bitchy, I'm doing quotation marks here, uh, characters. And well, Gretchen is the first one that I fell in love with that she portrayed. Um, I was confused on the format of this one hour comedy, um, cause normally they're half hour, but FX, you do whatever you like. And also I feel like, you know, who even goes by the half hour, hour format anymore? No one. Uh, no, <laughs> no one. Uh, but the cast of You're the Worst, uh, takes the darkest topics of mental illness, PTSD, etc., and makes you laugh at your own darkness. Gretchen is in PR, which is just notoriously like a hell uh type of job anyways i feel like you have to be a certain type of person to be in pr can confirm yeah um and it's her brash and straightforward personality that makes her successful in this field um on top of actually caring about her clients even if she doesn't always show it verbally she'll often come through in her actions people don't understand how she's so successful but they don't have to she's okay doing what works for her 
which I admire. Um, and I've gotten dragged at some of my jobs for not being peppy enough. Uh, even if, or even that my voice, one time my boss told me that my voice sounded too low and chill, which I responded, am I supposed to change the tone and or inflection of my voice? Like, do I have to talk like this? What? Oh yeah. That was in one of my reviews for my job. What the fuck? And also if I sound chill, that just means that the client can be know they're in good hands because I'm not like panicked or anything. Because you're in a calmer state of mind and then you're like if anything goes sour on the job, you seem calm, cool, and collected about it. Even if mentally you're like freaking out constantly. Yeah. Um, and also I know that that would never have been said to a man. Fuck. Oh, you sound (laughs) your voice is too low and chill. However, Gretchen does business like me. She's also very sexually open. She loves sex, but she doesn't need a man per se. Like she doesn't need to be in a relationship, but she, you know, I mean, she also has a vibrator. So that works as well. I was going to say that's why Um, we own vibrators, ladies. Yeah. We were actually just talking about this show right before we started recording, but I have Christina Ritchie and Sammy Honradi, Honradi, I don't quite know if I'm pronouncing that right, as Misty in Yellow Jackets. Mm. Um, so if you've watched Yellow Jackets, I may get some different opinions on this because Misty is kind of like a kookier character who basically sabotaged the entirety of the soccer team, spoiler, by quite literally destroying the only <laughs> form of communication back to the real world whenever they were abandoned in the woods. Um, Kind of important. Extremely important. Important. Extremely important. Um, I love this character, and it's not just because of my love for adult Misty Christina Ritchie. It's because she adds this kind of sort of an edge to the show that is different from Juliette Lewis and Sophie Thatcher's character, Natalie. Misty is seen as kind of like the crazy one who seems like she has her shit together but doesn't have her shit together like as an adult she has her shit together as a child she's like just kind of like learning the ropes like everyone else but ultimately will try to kill you for speaking to her in the wrong tone so Mm. i just see her as kind of a misunderstood kid who didn't stand out that much at all and people probably saw her as like a little nerdy and outlandish when in reality all she wants is to be included and to be a real team player because you know she isn't on the soccer team she's the medical add-on that takes care of any injuries But I think we all know someone or maybe even were that someone that was set apart from the crowd uh, because of the way they looked or because of the way they dressed or because maybe they were a little bit more involved in their education and weren't really about making friends. They just wanted to advance themselves um, rather than play sports. And I truly think that Misty just wanted to be one with them and not actually working against them. But to prove herself, she kind of had to destroy everything just to get the attention that she wanted yeah she wasn't being heard so she made people hear her exactly is kind of what it was and anna didn't play any sports and she's she's just fine i'm good you know she's she's (laughs) chilling well the next person that i have is alexa demi as maddie perez in euphoria we love maddie in this house oh we love maddie um well 
listen up. This bitch does not take anyone's shit, uh, including her best friend, Cassie. I think in the past we've seen so many young girls turning a blind eye to their friends or boyfriends who are treating them like shit, especially in shows that maybe I grew up in or we, we grew up with. And although I definitely do not condone Maddie's physical violence i do think a lot of how she acts to cassie is necessary and honest there's also a soft side to maddie she Mm -hmm. loves hard and because she's been hurt she doesn't trust as easily although she is wrapped up in an abusive relationship with nate i do believe that she's really a girl's girl um she shuts down her friends self-doubt constantly and makes them feel like the queens that they are uh she's empowering those around her to not take any nonsense either even sometimes when she takes a little bit of it i guess uh and you know she doesn't allow other people to treat her friends badly though um she also seems to have come from a different type of home than some of her friends with not a lot of parental support so she's built herself up to something and puts off a persona that shields her from pity or people noticing her differences mm-hmm. so some of her hard exterior definitely comes from that yeah i like that that was a good one that mm-hmm. was a really good one yeah well, my next one, and this is definitely going to be one that's kind of wild. I almost put this. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. This, this but I couldn't, think, I couldn't think of enough good things. Oh, I got you. Okay. Mia Goth as Pearl in Pearl. This is another one that is slightly outlandish. Like, it's really out there. But God damn, I love this character. Mia Goth right now is probably one of my favorite horror actresses um, because she is not Mia Goth as a person. I don't know her personally, but the characters she plays are always a little psycho, especially Pearl. And she definitely kills a lot of people, but there's a human (laughs) underneath that who just wants to live her dreams. Now, does she go to excessive lengths to try to live these dreams? Absolutely. But she was also raised by a mother who never really was giving her the care and attention that she needed alongside taking care of her geriatric father, who's just like a vegetable in a wheelchair and can't take care of himself. And her mom is doing all the farm work. So it's a lot. This girl was dealt. It is a lot. And she was dealt some pretty shitty cards. And there's a really long monologue that she does in the movie whenever she's sitting at the kitchen table talking to her sister-in-law just like explaining all of the fucked up things she's done and why she's done it while and while she's saying it like you can if you look in her eyes while she's talking you can see the pain and longing behind every single word that she's saying and she may want to like just be a star But I truly think that she wants to feel a love like she's never really felt before. And she wants to feel understood rather than just be pushed to the side and ignored. So I don't know. People might think I'm a psychopath for that one. And her mom like seriously bashes her constantly. Basically tells her that she's like a piece of shit. Yeah. It's like like, you have no talent. What do you mean? Like you're not going to be a professional dancer in this she basically tells her she's not even a fucking human she doesn't even treat her like a human no she treats her like a prop or like a a maid or something yeah it's insane yeah it's a lot not a great mom no 
Not a, no, I mm-hmm. mean, not a great, you know, if you don't have great well, parents, a lot of times you become a monster. Yeah, she wasn't really dealt a great life. So it it was kind of just right there laid out for we're like, not saying that if you uh have abusive parents you should go around murdering people but we are saying that no. we can you know this is a movie so exactly yeah. hypothetically speaking go off mia goth but if you've been dealt some pretty shitty cards maybe yeah don't don't no don't we're telling people. you don't hurt people no um, hurt people hurt people that's another thing that i kind of wanted to add to this yeah because she doesn't I don't think she realizes the hurt that she's causing for other people by quite literally butchering them to death. Um, (laughs) How would you know? (laughs) How would you know? I think she's just like, she's constantly seeing red. Like she gets angered so easily. This girl needs therapy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. She needs a good therapist. I mean, they can't even afford food, but sure. Therapy. (laughs) <laughs> well, this is also a time before therapy yeah. was even a thing. Yeah, that's very true. Well, uh, going from a very poor person to a very rich person, uh, my next one is Gene Smart as Deborah Vance and Hacks. Um, and if you watch this show and didn't see the sexism and ageism in the industry, you are blind. Um, on top of showing the importance the world places on marriage and romantic relationships. When Deborah lost her man, who, by the way, cheated on her with her sister, she also lost her show, something she dreamed of and always wanted. So she really was at like the lowest of the low. She hit rock bottom then. Yeah. Um, She was expected to crumble during this tough time. And yet it fueled her, fueled, fueled, can't say it, fueled her comedy to a different and even some may say more relatable place. Um, that maybe everybody wasn't talking about back then. Um, she feels regret for not being the best mother that she could be. And honestly, I feel like almost every mother could probably say that they could have been better at something or another. And for not speaking up when women were being sexually harassed in the comedy scene. But then we see her making amends later on for those things in her older age when she has power and authority, which is you know, often something that you need for people to actually listen to you. Um, even if some still see her as a bitchy old hag or hack, you know, I had that was to do a good one. I you, had to, I had to do it. You introduced me to that show because of the one up ep- in Seattle, the one episode with, with Dev- Devin. Devin Sawa. Sawa. <laughs> oh my God. That, I can't even talk about that episode, actually. It'd be, an, it'd be as if we don't talk about inappropriate be... things on here. It makes me hot. Hot. It makes her hot and ready. I've, like I've... a little Caesars $5 pizza. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready just thinking about it, actually. So we might have to take a break. No, I'm just kidding. Continue on. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, taking it a little bit into a darker realm. Um, Not so hot and ready? Not so hot and ready. Um, I'm going for Joy Sunday as Bianca in Wednesday. Yes. So I love this character from the moment that we met her on the screen. And Joy is a powerhouse of an actor. Her character, Bianca, is tough as nails, doesn't take shit from anyone and does whatever it takes for her and her team to win. And she's a siren. And anyone who knows me knows I have a deep love 
and really like to learn about mermaids and sirens and a lot of other mythical creatures because is that why we're friends because i look like ariel yes i knew Under it i knew you had an <laughs> ulterior motive for making friends with me yes i feel like you're a, you're actually a siren you used your siren call i i did <laughs> i did some would say i have one some would say well you know maybe that's why i find you so intriguing because i find yeah. it's all a ruse it's all a ruse <laughs> back to joy <laughs> anyway um when wednesday and the rest of the world were introduced to bianca it's in this jousting scene against her and wednesday and they challenge each other they go head to head and one of them and i can't quite remember which one but either way they both agree that the winner will be the first one to draw blood and bianca is the first one she beats out wednesday and kind of gives her that like run for her money in a sense and i love jenna ortega i love the show wednesday but this character is strong she just she knows what she wants and how to get it and throughout the season she keeps her demeanor while also leaning into helping others so like towards the end of the season she actually kind of flipped the switch and wanted to help wednesday and help the school which i thought was so incredible because at first we see this really sour side of her that is very competitive and just wants to be queen bee and number one at everything um and then towards the end, we see this really soft side where she actually is like kind of coming to terms with like, okay, Wednesday's actually not that bad. She's here to like help. She saved the school and we helped her save the school kind of thing. Yeah. She's a weirdo, but she means well. Yeah. 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 That's why I'm Wednesday, as you will hear <laughs> in one of our other episodes. Um. So my last one that I have, I don't know if it's Helene, Helene. Elaine York, um, she is as Brooke Do Dubeck, Dubeck in the other two. Wow, really can't pronounce things today. Um, and this bitch is a lot smarter than she appears. They kind of like introduce her as being kind of like this like dumbass who's just like latching onto her brother and like doesn't actually want to work and whatnot. But I think she does have some walls up, um, you know, being an older sister and the only sister in the Dubeck family. Um, and I think she also is just a little bit jealous of this kid who just like got everything without the hard work that often goes into fame, um, which I think a lot of us would be a little bit annoyed with that. Obviously happy for our brother, but at the same time, I think a lot of millennials, myself included, often feel this way about Gen Z sometimes that maybe we grew up like in the wrong time to create art on our own terms because there's all sorts of platforms and things that people have now to do things that maybe we thought that we wanted to do back when we were younger but just didn't have like the technology to do or share with people like all over the world um that wasn't really like a possibility back then um so brooke is something that i often get ragged on for which is being strategic um <laughs> she sees her in through her brother and figures out how to capitalize off of his fame not only for her entire family but for herself um there's tons of siblings cousins children whatever of famous people i know nepo babies are a huge topic right now um that are doing the same thing and many of them are actually very talented maybe even more so than their siblings before them that they got the in through um l fanning 
Elle Fanning. Anyone? We're big yeah. fans of Elle Fanning. We love Elle Fanning. Where's Dakota? Don't know. Don't know. Great yeah, child actor, happened? but you know, where is she? What happened to Dakota? I don't know. We're but have to look that up. All of us, we cannot deny, would would kill for the connections and open doors that this provides. So I think faulting someone for walking through that door is hypocritical. In conclusion, <laughs> if you think these characters are a bitch, you're wrong. They're that bitch. So we are going to get a bit uncomfy here by doing an activity that I do every year at the end of the year, which is to write a love letter to myself, letting myself know all the things I appreciated that I did this past year. So let's, let's write, write a, a love letter. letter. Um, she actually made me do this for the first time whenever we were in Joshua Tree. Oh, yeah. And it was probably the most uncomfortable thing I've ever done because it's really, it's really hard to talk yourself up. And women in general, oftentimes we do have a hard time talking ourselves up because society has made us feel like it's braggy or cocky or boastful for a lady to do so. To which we say, you know what? Fuck that. Go on and love yourself because but you love yourself the hardest. Yeah. Love yourself in many ways, but in this case, through words. Now, normally, um, I would write a letter that's like five fucking typed pages to myself, but in this case, we're just going to say a couple little paragraphs about ourselves. We've talked about each other several times, what we love about each other. Um, and so now, you know, you have to see us be super awkward and talk about ourselves. Uh, Han, I know what I love about you, but what would you like to say to yourself? What do you love? Okay. So to me, um, you're much smarter than you give yourself credit for. You've grown so much over the course of your young adult life. And you came out here alone at 19 years old with a dream and solid support within yourself and your family supported you, which is also not really heard of, like mentally supported, which is <laughs> kind of, it's unheard of a lot of the time especially with a dream as crazy as this and look how many fucking amazing people you picked up along the way like good job good job you do we want to go like back and forth on this or no, just no. read through no, it the just, whole way yeah you, <laughs> you continue okay you're also an incredibly hard worker to the point where oftentimes you run yourself dry but you've pushed your way to places that you didn't think were previously possible and you're still pushing your way through while you're trying your best not to not let your mind get the best of you. So you got this. Just keep going. You are one of the kindest humans. You always look to see the best in everyone around you and continually spread love wherever you go. Even if you don't see it sometimes, you're a safe space for a lot of those around you and that love you dearly. And you always, always, always have a smile on your face, even when your entire world feels like it's crashing down on you. You could make friends with anyone, anywhere you go. Hell, you could even make friends with a tree if you tried hard enough. So keep that light. Keep spreading that light to others and never let it go. And no matter what life throws at you, you get through it. You are constantly there for others, even when you can't always be there for yourself, yet you still try your damn hardest to take time for yourself to decompress and I'm so proud of the woman you've become and I can't wait to continue growing together. 
I love you, me. Aww. Okay. I'm like a little <laughs> clapping. I'm trying to. I don't want to create an actual noise of a clap. Ooh, that got me a little emo. That was. Ooh. I know. I'm going to try my hardest to be okay. I'm like this. sweating from that. I know. It's hard. It's my hard. face got as red as your hair. Okay, me. You are strong as all hell. You have developed a way to trudge through wars and survive when many of these battles would have destroyed others. Not you, bitch. For a long time, you hid your scars well, but now you're sharing them. Not without fear of me, not without fear of making others uncomfortable, which you are ought to do. But the ones who need your tales, they are right next to you laughing at your collective pain. You see the world at a fast-paced blur of art. You make everything aesthetically pleasing than it once was. You don't make how you quote-unquote intimidate people your problem. When people are hell-bent on misunderstanding you, making you feel like you're too much or not enough, you trudge on. You're constantly trying to understand the psychology of why people are the way they are, and are empathetic to even the ones who hurt you. You always see both sides of everything, much to the dismay of those around you, <laughs> who you want you to agree with them. You work harder than anyone you've ever met. However, your ADHD makes you so fun. You're a mover. You throw the best parties. You lip sync and give face like the princess of pop herself, Britney Spears. You can beat a face. You dance for yourself, and you can roast anyone. You fight for the ones you love. Hell, you fight for strangers. You're not afraid to speak up when something is wrong, even if it makes you seem uncool or uptight. You question authority in the ways of a leader. You may not be a cheery fuck, but your light shines through that RBF, and I love you. And that is... My love letter to me. I love that. Yeah. Are you sweating now? No, I think it was a little bit easier than I thought it was going to be. Oh, mine was not. <laughs> well, on to the next one. <laughs> well, now we're going to play a game. Oh, we love games. And guess what we have? We got the mailbox. Our trusty we little mailbox. The, the little mailbox. Isn't there a mailbox in like Blue's Clues or something? Yeah. Well, anyway, IMDb is a place many in the film and TV industry frequent for anyone who's obsessed with knowing where that actor who looks familiar is from that one project that you've seen before. You could really go down a rabbit hole in this app. I would know. I've done it pretty much every day of my life um, because one project leads to the next. And maybe a different actor catches your interest. And next thing you know, you've been on here for an hour and you have no clue how you got to the 2003 film holes. Or you know way too much about one actor just from seeing one project that they've been in. And now you know their entire life story and some trivia facts about them. Yeah, which I love. Yeah. I love the trivia. I always read those. Yeah. Well, there are several actresses' names in this here mailbox with their first IMDb credit year listed next to their name. So the reasoning is this. One, success does not happen overnight in this business. 
So let's see how long these icons have been in the biz. And two, the goal of this game is to name a project they were in that is closest to their first credit. Okay, so once we grab a name out of here, whoever grabs it starts, names a film or TV credit for said actress, and we'll bounce back and forth until we can list no more. Whoever lists the last one wins unless the other person names a credit that is older than all the others or all the ones the winner did. Yeah. And I was thinking just to make this a little spicy too, maybe like the last person wins. And then if you like, say, say I was the last one, but then you named the oldest credit, then I would have a chance, but I would have to name three additional credits in order for me to get the point back. Ooh. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We might have to, okay. It's going to, it's going to make more sense when we play. It's just like any other game. Whenever anybody explains instructions to you, you're like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Right. You know? So, um, this is called let's IMDB it. Yeah. And since Hannah, I love to torture you. Why don't you go first? Ooh, Melissa McCarthy. And she got her start in 1999. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Why am I blanking on Melissa McCarthy films now? Um, it could be a film or a TV show, by the way. Okay. Uh, holy fucking shit. How am I blanking right now? Um, I'm thinking, uh, oh my God, what is it called? What is it called? What is it called? It's the one where, uh, spy something spy spies or I think it honestly is just called spy. Is it just called spy? Yeah. Okay. Spy. Yeah. Bridesmaids. Oh my God. Um, it can also be future projects too. The little mermaid. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, Mike and Molly. The television show. Saturday Night Live. Does she, that count? She on She hosted. Oh. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's not like a her thing. You could say that about anybody. Not anybody. Not everyone's hosted Okay. SNL. But most of these people in this box have. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> so now we are checking. Melissa McCarthy. Let's see. IMDb says... So she was in Bridesmaids, obviously. We have nine perfect strangers. I was thinking of that. And I totally forgot oh, about that. Oh my god, I forgot about that with Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. Mike and Molly was on there. Let's see. Spy was 2015. So Mike and Molly is already before that. So okay, that is so me. You got one. Okay. I got Rose Byrne 1995. Oh, um, well, I guess I'll just say Bridesmaids because she was also in that. Neighbors. Okay. Um, uh, get them to the Greek. Oh, yeah. The one's like my mama. Yeah, yeah. I love her in that. How am I blanking on all of these? This These games stress me <laughs> out know. to the point where I just go dark in my brain. I'm like, <laughs> ah, nothing is coming to me. I'm going to say sing. And hope for the best there. Okay. Um, I'm going to say fuck. 
There was some fucking scary movie that she was in. And now I can't remember. Uh, what is it? Something family, adopted family. Uh... Oh, I know. I have one now. Well, you know what? I'm going to say Neighbors 2. Oh, good one. Insidious. That is what I was trying to think of. I was like, what the fuck is that? As soon as you said scary movie, I was like, oh, wait, you're right. What about Insidious 2? Isn't there a second one? I think there's like three. So if you say that, I'm saying Insidious 3. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. She was in Spy, too. Oh. We didn't even fucking. We didn't even see that. Let's see. Oh, like a boss. I didn't even think of that one. I didn't think of that one either. Instant family. That's what I was trying oh. to come up with. Instant family. Oh, there is more than one insidious. How many insidiouses are there? Yeah, there's... Okay, there's three. Yeah, it looks like there might be... But yeah, is... there are three. The first insidious came out long before that. Yeah, 2010. Oh, but get him to the Greek oh, was before that. Oh, shit. So that's me. Ah. <laughs> Evil Longoria. Desperate Housewives. Okay. Um... Oh, Dora, the the she's the mom in, in the live action Dora. What? Yeah. Um. Oh God, I know. I'm telling you, I blank. Oh wait, I I I feel like I know the first thing she was in, but I'm unsure. Um, it's your turn, anyways. But I'm still thinking. Can't think of anything else. No. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I think it's Young and the Restless. I want to say it's. Yeah. I think it's like. I think she started as like a soap, a soap actress. Oh, it was General oh. Hospital and I the Young and the Restless. Oh wait, I said the Young and the Restless. Oh motherfucker! Yes. God yes. damn it! I shouldn't yes. have said anything. Yes. <laughs> I got Sandra Bullock, nineteen eighty-seven. I am going to say. I'm going to say The Proposal, The Lost City. What's that? Um, it's the newer one with Channing Tatum. Oh, right, 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 right. Hit. Yeah. Yeah. And Daniel Radcliffe. I'm going to say Miss Congeniality. Miss mm, Congeniality 2. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, there's some scary movie back in the day. No, I can't fucking remember what it is called. Okay. Um, heat. Mm-hmm. That's that Melissa was Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, that would have been a good one. What was? The, oh, fuck, the one with the football player. What was the name of that? Um, uh, blind, Blindside. The Blindside. Yeah, yeah, the Blindside. That side. is what it was. Oh my God! You know which Bullet one that I just train, thought of? Bird Box. Yes. Ocean's Eight. Wow, we are wow, full of gravity. Really wow. All about Steve, the proposal, the lake house, miscongeniality, crash. I forgot about that. I loved crash. That she was, was so also in George Lopez. I know. Divine secrets of the Yaya sisterhood. Okay, so far, miscongeniality is the first one. Oh, practical magic. Is that what oh, I was thinking? Fuck. Of? 
Uh, a good one. Meryl Streep from 1977. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with, the, well, the typical answer would be my favorite one, but there's another one um, that I also love, Death Becomes Her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with The Devil Wears Prada. Is that what you were going to say? No, I was going to say. Oh, I'll say oh I know what you're going to say. Mama Mia. Okay, <laughs> Mama Mia too. Um, I was going to say the bubble, but it's not the bubble. It's an, it's one that came out during the pandemic and it's with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill. Oh. What the fuck was the name of that? And of course I'm fucking blanking on one of my favorite actors in the world. Oh my God. Stressed. Well, I was going to say the Iron Lady. That was oh, a good also going to say Doubt. Which is another. I'm pretty sure she won awards for both of those things. Yeah, I think so. The last one in there was Death Becomes Her from 1992. Okay. Is it Don't Look Up? Yes. Okay, because then I still... Motherfucker! Fuck off! Fuck off! I hate you. I hate you. I hate this game. This sucks. (laughs) This is the worst thing in the world. This is so fucking dumb. I hate this game. Oh, shit. Okay, I got Amy Poehler, 1997, and I am going to start with, well, I guess we we can say SNL because she was on SNL. No. Not, you said she was a guest. Okay. This <laughs> okay, is an fine. actual show yeah, that they were on. Yeah. She was a cast yeah. member. Yeah. Um, Baby Mama. Uh, mean Girls. Parks and Rec. Um, wine country. Ooh, which I almost forgot all about that. Sisters. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot about that too. Um, Thirty Rock. Ooh, good one. And here's where Hannah blinks. <laughs> it looks like Mean Girls. That was the first. Is the winner. What about Baby Mama? That's after that. What the fuck? <laughs> Aubrey Plaza. She got her start in 2009, and we are going to start it off with good old Parks and Rec. Okay. I think, I want to say she was on 30 Rock, too. Was she? I want to say. Um, Ingrid Goes West. Uh, Emily the Criminal. Um, the White Lotus. Uh, yes. I'm thinking of the one with the nuns. There was like one with nuns or something. And uh, Mike and Dave need a wedding date. Mm-hmm. Mike and Dave. Yeah. Wedding dates. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. You yeah. got that right. Yeah. Um, such a long name. It doesn't even seem like it should be it's real. Such a fucking funny movie. It's a real story. <clears throat> I don't fucking know. I don't know, dude. Okay. We will look. She wasn't 30 Rock. She was in one episode. It's Viola Davis, and she had her start in 1996. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. She was in that one show, and she played... Didn't she play Michelle Obama? What the fuck was that called? It's pretty obvious what it's called. Like, uh, Like, what it is, what it's about, is what it's called. Vice President? No. What? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god <laughs> ignore you that are ignore a that. Fool. <laughs> no that's not I mean, as soon as i said it i was like oh no that's not it um oh my oh my god the first lady yes okay um how to get away with murder <laughs> i can't tell if she was in the help or if she was in Iron Lady or if she was in Doubt. But I know she was in one with Meryl where she, I feel like she got like an award or like nominated for an award. But either way, we don't have to use those. We can just use How to Get Away with Murder, which was before the First Lady. So. Yeah. Um, she was in The Help. Okay. She was? Mm-hmm. And it was the First Lady. And she was also... I feel like, oh, she was in Prisoners. I remember that. Lila. Suicide Squad. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that, too. Wow. And the Woman King, which. Oh, my God. We got Elizabeth Moss, 1990. And I am going to say, get him to the Greek. She was, what's his name's girlfriend? The Invisible Man. Yes. Uh, uh, Handmaid's Tale. Fuck. I don't know if she was in Glass House. <clears throat> I'm going to say that and hope for the best. Okay. I'm going to say Mad Men. Mm, good one. Yeah, these are going like way back. Oh, girl interrupted. Oh, I fuck. Forgot I about forgot about that. that. Get him to the Greek, 2010. Wow. That was pretty far in. Yeah, that was. That was pretty <laughs> far in. Oh, this is a good one, I feel. I feel like you're going to do well with this. Julia Roberts, 1988. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh, I get to go first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my Best Friend's Wedding. Pretty Woman. Um, uh, uh, Aaron Brockovich. Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, yeah. Was she in Ocean's 8? I don't know. With all the with the like all girl cast? I no, I don't think so. Mother's Day. Mirror Mirror. Oh. Love, wedding, marriage, you pray love. Valentine's Day. Day. Oh, Charlotte's Web. She was in Ocean's Twelve. Mona Lisa Smile. Ocean's Twelve. And Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. Oh, that's why I was thinking of that because Runaway yeah. Bride. That's oh my god, I, I remember that. And, and Notting Not Hill. Hill, Jesus, motherfucker, stepmom, my best, my best friend's wedding. wedding. She was in Friends. Okay, it looks like my best friend's. Oh, look, she was Tinkerbell. What? Pretty woman. Oh no, that's you. Mm-hmm. Steel, Steel Magnolias. Yep, it's you. You. Oh my god, I finally one. got a point. Okay, <laughs> well it's eleven to one. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Right. Well, that was a fucking trip and a half. That was so hard, dude. That was really hard. Well, we had if plenty more. We had plenty more in the fucking box. I know, but, but if they can name who's in the box, yeah. So name. send us who you think was left in that box. Yeah, we'll answer and tell you if you're right. Send us a little DM. Um, but, you know, since we just put ourselves through hell. Yes. Um, now, we're going to uplift some new voices. And you guys know, since we're all about uplifting those new voices, let's, let's 
Hear it for our girls is a segment where we shout out the femme identifying people in film and TV that you, the listeners, should know about. These are the emerging or maybe slept on creatives that you can support and check out in the future. So it's time for us to tell you. Usually we do not tell you. Usually it's our guest. Um, who are some of these individuals in our lives that we're saying let's to that are killing it right now and why? And so I will go first and then we're going to popcorn back and forth with our people. Perfect. My first person is Aaron G. Wesley, who is a DP on a project that I worked on. Um, I met her on this short film in 2021 uh, that was directed by episode seven guest, Ani Amel. Uh, Aaron had such a cool vibe, wore like monochromatic fits before it was even cool. Um, or before they were all the rage, I guess you could say, as I am currently in one right now. All the rage. Yeah. Uh, and she has such a strong eye for art, uh, through the lens of a camera. Uh, she was not only a joy to work with, but to watch with her own team as a leader who cared about everyone's happiness. Um, and since then, she has been named an ASC Rising Star of Cinematography in 2021, worked on countless projects such as Colin in Black and White, Hacks, which we just talked about earlier, um, and the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, and much more. So watch out for her because she is doing big things, and there are not enough female DPs that often get credit in this industry and there need to be more of them, frankly. Love that. Go Aaron. Go Aaron. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to, the first one I'm going to shout out is a woman who really made me fall in love with acting in the entertainment industry again. Sam Stiglitz. Um, I don't know if I've quite touched on this much on the pod, but I've been acting since I was young took countless acting classes but after moving to LA I stopped for a while just because I didn't necessarily know if that's the route I wanted to take and I didn't pick it up until the pandemic hit and I was introduced to Sam by our episode two guest Kelsey Dara wow look at that <laughs> over the course of the pandemic I was looking for an acting coach she had mentioned to me that she has been working with <clears throat> Sam for a while and Sam and I did a Zoom and just she is truly one of the greatest human beings on the planet. Not only is she my acting coach, she's also been a client of mine and she also kind of works as my like partial therapist sometimes. And I think that's like likewise It'd to be each like other. that sometimes. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but um not only is she an acting coach, but she's also a former casting director and she's casted a lot of different shows that you guys might have watched. Um, let's see, like, uh, oh, Pretty Little Liars, in case anybody's watched that. It was a huge show. Um, now I think, I think some of us have watched that. Right? Um, it's, so she's a very successful coach. She also coaches a lot of people that you see on TV or in movies today. She's absolutely incredible. I could not advocate for her enough. One of my favorite humans and like she's helped me in ways that I cannot even describe. She's just truly like the best and she's doing so many cool things. She has a seminar out right now on her website. You can go look at her website and see a bunch of testimonials. I don't 
think that she's taking any new clients and she only takes referrals, but just, God, she is a gem of a human. Yeah. I've met her too before. She is very great. Um, the second person that I have is Victoria Gonzalez. Um, I met Victoria through an event that La Lista put on, which is the podcast hosted by the amazing Ruben, uh, highlighting Latinx writers in film and TV. Um, if you haven't listened yet to the podcast, Victoria has an episode on there and there's so many more great stories shared on that pod. We highly recommend you listen. So anywho, Victoria just seemed like a cool down ass bitch. Uh, like she had like a chill, but fun outfit on. She drank mezcal or maybe it was tequila on the rocks. And I was like, holy shit. Yes, this is, this is amazing. Um, she spoke so passionately about representing what some may perceive as messy Latinas, um, which her and I both know are real needed stories. Um, and she loved to travel and even so much so that she went to South Africa, um, and directed and wrote the film Never Met, uh, which I cannot wait to see. Um, I read an article recently that it was amazing. Um, and she was also a writer on Diary of a Future President and Saved by the Bell. Ooh. The reboot. Damn. Which should not have been canceled. Let me say that. No, it shouldn't have been canceled. It was actually really, really good. Yeah. Let me say that. Bring it back. Um, the next one I'm going to say is someone that I look at as a sister to me, basically. Um, Jordan Belt. She's an actor, producer, writer, all around incredible human being. When I was about 16, 17 years old, I started taking acting classes with another powerhouse coach back in Pittsburgh, Jill Wadsworth. And in those classes, I met a sweet little angel who I've since adopted as my sister, which is Jordan. This girl is a fucking rock star. She just recently moved to LA from Pittsburgh and she has so many short film projects that she's working on and shows and she's releasing all of them currently. She just signed with a manager in LA for her acting um, and she's working full time as a producer on an ASL game show, which is fucking awesome. ASL, for those of you who don't know, is sign language. Um, I've watched her work so so hard to get to where she is today and i'm continuing to watch her work tirelessly to just find that road of success and i just i can't wait to continue to watch her grow and shine so make sure you look out for jordan yes i've met her also, she's great. <laughs> I'm just advocating for all these people too. Um, well, speaking of Saved by the Bell, the reboot, uh, I recently worked with the lead actress of that, which is Haskiri Velasquez. Excuse me if I'm saying that wrong. Um, on a short film that was in the Lalif Fellowship Program, which was sponsored by Netflix. Uh, we became fast friends, eating Mexican candy, chatting about our love for New York, which is where she's from, and how Latina actresses are often typecasted. Um, this girl is not afraid to be her colorful self, and I don't just mean that in an outward sense. Um, she was in the South by Southwest film, I believe, the 40-year-old version, uh, which I recommend everyone watch. And I'm rooting for her on all of her upcoming auditions, partially because I want her to get her ass back to L.A. so that we can hang out. 
<laughs> I want to meet her. She seems like a good time. Oh, she is so fun. And Get your ass back out here. So much energy. <laughs> Love it. Okay, next one um, is another fellow Pittsburgher. <clears throat> Sarah Spadacini. She's an actor, writer, producer, director, and comedian. She's just an all-around fucking powerhouse. And I'm going to continue to say that word throughout this episode because <laughs> we know a lot of powerhouses here. Um, Sarah and I met in 2015 whenever I was working at Equinox. We both were working the front desk there. We bonded over the fact that we're both from Pittsburgh. And the rest is kind of history, but she has been absolutely fucking slaying it out here with everything that she's working on, whether that be writing shorts and filming them with her creative partners, doing their podcast or putting on her own comedy sketches, whether that be on Instagram and or TikTok. And in 2022, she had a guest role on Dynasty. I have looked up to Sarah since the moment we met. And she's put me into some of her short film projects. And she's just always advocating for the people around her that she loves. And just like really just anyone around her. Um, she's truly been a constant cheerleader since day one. And I will always be a part of her support system. She's incredible. So look out for Sarah's bad. That's one person I have yet to meet. So maybe maybe she'll Sarah. be on the pod. Maybe you, then I'll meet her. I don't know. Got to get you on, yeah. Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my last person I'm going to call out today, but, you know, there's so many more people I could mention. This could go on all freaking night, but is Elena Craveo. Um, and also, if I'm saying that wrong, my Spanish accent, as people can probably tell, is not the best. <laughs> um, but Elena became one of my mentors through a Nalip Media Summit. Uh, it was like a year or two ago, I believe. Um, and she wrote on a ton of shows I admire, including Vida, Grace and Frankie, and currently American Auto, um, which is hilarious. And I recommend that you watch it on Peacock or NBC, wherever. You know, not a lot of people have cable, but, you know, go to Peacock. Um, I especially appreciate that show because I'm from Michigan and I have had family members who worked in the auto industry for a long time. And Elena started as an actress, actually. And many of you may know her shit L.A. people say video, which went viral many years ago. Um, she Hannah's face. That was, was like, her? what the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. Fun facts. Um, she was a fellow of the Sundance Episodic Lab, and I can't wait to see one of her projects come to our screens one day. I believe she is directing um, either, I think it might be a feature uh, coming up. So, you know, can't wait to see that. I also just immediately feel a connection to half Mexican kids, which she also is. And the advice and wisdom that she has shared with me and the other mentees is invaluable. And also I reached out to her on Instagram to be my mentor. So the fact that she even responded and was so kind about it um, is just is, is shows how amazing of a person she is because she could have just been like, you know, uh, ghosting you or I know I was gonna know, say like, or just ghost or, yeah <laughs> yeah but she's been amazing well the last one that I was gonna say is another one from the Equinox family um Monette Moyo she is an actor a stunt actor 
a stunt double, a body double, and a writer. Everything. She is absolutely crushing the game right now. She's one of the most talented down-to-earth people I know, and she is damn fucking good at her job. Stunt work in itself can be really scary, yet she makes it look so easy. Like, she'll be doing trapeze stuff, and I'm like, how, how, how do you do that? Um, absolutely incredible. She's also done some really incredible things over the course of the past few years. Um, she's been working as Kaylee Cuoco's stunt and body double on the flight attendant and a lot of other projects with her. So you, if you follow her on Instagram, you may have seen that. And if you're not already following her, I highly suggest it. Um, she was also in the real bros with Simi Valley for a few seasons. If you watch that on Facebook, um, incredible. She's incredibly funny. And I am lucky enough to be able to see the rise in her career and to see her just continually crushing it. I absolutely love this girl and proud is an understatement. So like I said, if you're not following Monette, I highly, highly, highly suggest you do. Well, we will link all of the people. And also side note that has nothing to do with film, but her boyfriend or fiance now has a restaurant opening up in Santa Monica that he named after her called Bar Monette. So if you follow her on Instagram, then you'll be able to see when that opens up and maybe you'll be able to pay that, pay the restaurant a visit and taste some delicious food. Yeah. I love food. We love food. We love food. We love to eat. Big foodies over here. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for celebrating the ladies with us today. We'll have many more let stories in future episodes, along with several other fun-filled segments and guests. And in the meantime, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at OCS Productions and tell us what you would write in your own love letter because we want to hear what you guys love about yourselves too. Also, because we love to ask this, uh, please rate us with a sparkling five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. And why not write us a review on Apple Podcasts? Because, you know, we want to hear from you. Yeah, you can put love letters to us in the reviews on Apple Podcasts. We would love to have that as long as you're not super creepy or something, you know? Yeah, Yeah, but (laughs) we'll catch you next time for more. She said, let's. (laughs) Ba-dum-bum.